Hey, it's episode 18 of the TV Junk Podcast, and this is TV Junk Retro Doogie Hauser, MD. Damn, bad television. What a bad picture. Don't get upset. My name is Greg. Thanks for checking out the pod. Uh, this is the number one rated television podcast in Malaysia and Luxembourg, and we've answered their call to review an older show. So if you got suggestions for future retro episodes, send us an email tvjunkpodcast at gmail.com just make sure it's a show that's readily available for streaming somewhere that we can watch it uh you can also follow us on our socials tv junk podcast on twitter so on the podcast today uh well the last time i saw you jay Cheel, you didn't have a mustache and sean did but now you have the mustache and sean does not <laughs> hey when so you're coming for a doogie hauser podcast you got to grow a mustache right <laughs> absolutely people and it, it's i didn't realize that the people in malaysia were such huge doogie hauser fans but that's pretty cool well i don't know if they're doogie hauser fans but they're tv junk fans but um, i'm sure it was probably one oh okay asked for well, they're about to become a doogie hauser yes. fan oh, absolutely yes. um we've got a guy whose nickname used to be doogie it's uh, sean dwyer that is definitely true why 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 was your nickname doogie because you look like him well yeah it was that and um i skipped a grade so i was a bit younger than everyone in my class but i actually it's weird because i never really thought i looked like doogie hauser but like looking back i got I'll, I'll send you guys a picture i got a good picture of me and him side by side it actually kind of looks pretty similar you were actually side by side with him? No, no, no. I I never oh. met him in person, but I just found a good comparison shot. So, and uh, I know, think it's you when you're younger, specifically, not now. No, no, I look nothing well, like you. Him don't now. look like a child now, but <laughs> you don't look like the grown up. Uh, I don't Anthony look Davis Daniels, whatever the fuck. NPH. Uh, you I don't look, look like, like him now. Yeah, you look like how he looked as a child when you were a child. Exactly. Um, you know, of course, if we're going to do a show about Douglas Howard, we need to have an actual Douglas on the show. Did I call him Douglas Howard? I think I called him Douglas yeah. Hauser. Uh, so we got a real Douglas on the show. It's Doug Maggi. International friends, it's a pleasure to be here representing all Dougs across the globe in all iterations of the name. Uh, <laughs> representing uh, Doug and the Slugs as well. Mm-hmm. Great band. Uh, all right. So we're talking about uh, uh, Doogie Hauser MD, uh, created by Stephen Bochco and David E. Kelly. Uh, back in 1989, ran for four seasons on ABC, 97 episodes. Uh, now it aired on Wednesdays. Check this lineup out. Uh, 8 o'clock, Growing Pains. 8.30, Head of the Class. 9 o'clock, Doogie Hauser MD. And 9.30, Anything But Love. I had to look up what Anything But Love was, and it was a sitcom with uh, Richard Lewis and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Do you remember? I didn't it? watch it, but I, I remember like seeing ads for it. So when this show was originally on, I did not watch it because on Wednesday nights at uh, 9 o'clock on NBC was Night Court, and obviously mm. uh, I'm watching Night Court <laughs> over this show. Um this was uh, when they had moved Night Court from that amazing Thursday lineup after Cheers because they were testing out shows like Wings and uh, Seinfeld and uh, Dear John, which is a very oh, I, show. 
Yeah, I used to love Dear John. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention Seinfeld because I read something about how, uh, you know, this show was going up against Seinfeld and was destroying it in the ratings in the early years. But Well, that's probably why they moved Seinfeld after Cheers then. Yeah. So, Stephen Bochco, David E. Kelly, like they were pretty big time TV heavy hitters. Uh, Bochco did like Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, NYPD Blue, and of course, Cop Rock, which was massive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David E. Kelly did like uh, Picket Fences, Chicago Hope, The Practice, and Ally McBeal, all huge shows. Um, what I did not know until uh, I started watching this show on, on Disney Plus was that Disney Plus did a reboot of Doogie Howser, MD. Did, did you see this? Yeah, I mean, I, no. I assume that's called why it, this is now on Disney Plus. So it's called uh, Doogie. Uh, Kamaloha MD, and it's about a girl in Hawaii who is a child prodigy doctor. Yep. Part-time. <laughs> she, she, she's only a doctor part-time, to be fair. Um, no, I, I've not I've not seen that, but I will say that the Disney Plus, with some of the TV shows they've been putting on their service, they've been offering HD masters of these shows, and Doogie looks great. I mean... You yeah. got the uh, original film look to Doogie Howser. I know uh, NYPD Blue and Hill Street Blues are both on the service as well in HD. It's it's a beautiful thing, absolutely. Doug, you said earlier that you didn't watch Doogie Howser at all before. This was the first time you'd ever watched the show? Yeah. Yeah, first time I didn't watch it growing up at all. I, I liked Nightcourt as well, and I uh, just never had this on the rotation. Um, Sean, you, you, uh, you obviously... You must have watched it because uh, people were calling you Doogie. <laughs> well, Why the hell are they call you? Yeah, I mean, that's the weird thing. I, I saw a few episodes here and there. I certainly was not a regular viewer. Um, right. So I didn't remember too much about it. And uh, Jay, every week after head of the class, you were ready for Doogie? No, I mean, I'd be interested to see the stats on Night Court fans and Doogie Hauser fans and what overlap there is there. It's seeming to me based on this anecdotal evidence that <laughs> there was zero overlap. So well, you couldn't, you couldn't even tape them at the time. Could you, I guess, yeah, there would have been VCRs around, but I was going to say true. like, you, you kind of had to pick and choose what you were watching. So, yeah, but do I didn't watch it uh, regularly. No. Do you remember head of the class though? Of course. Yeah. 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 Howard Hessman, yeah. and then replaced by Billy Connolly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Absolutely. With the, uh, what's the guy, the one actor's name? He's a bigger guy, and didn't he play Uncle Buck on the Uncle Buck TV oh, show? Oh, right. Uh, Dan Schneider was his name. Yes. And he played... Is uh, he a Nickelodeon guy who's been accused of yes. sexualizing young the children? <laughs> yes, he is that yes. same guy, yes. <laughs> Yeah, Nickelodeon's the place to be if you're kid fucking. <laughs> Part time. <laughs> well, we 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 did get there. We we got to kid fucking somehow. Yeah, uh, welcome Malaysia. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, in let's just get, get into the show right in the pilot episode, which is the first episode we're going to talk about. Um, I believe there is a uh, there's a pretty uncomfortable scene between the nurse and Doogie when they're I think they're playing a prank on him. Yeah, yeah. 
when uh, you know he's like 16 years old and she's an, an adult and drops his pants in front of everybody like <laughs> I, did, I did not enjoy that scene at all <laughs> yeah a, a, an attempted seduction which uh was actually a joke because it was his 16th birthday that's right um yeah, I mean, it's weird because as everyone, everyone knows, I've been watching Dawson's Creek <laughs> uh, going viral big time with that one. And the same thing in that show, Pacey in the first season has a relationship with his teacher and he's 15 in that show. So yeah. it's weird. There was a lot of uh, people were loving, people were loving <laughs> teens with uh, adult women at that time. Uh, Doug, as a, as a, a- Teen, I'm sure you had many relations with adult women. No, I believed in Jesus at the time. So sadly, <laughs> sadly, I was Jesus. busy riding the horse of virginity. If you, if you blur your eyes just right, Jesus does look like an adult woman. So it's, it's true. His hair is soft. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, like, like the the whole premise of this show is uh, is kind of you know insane i'm pretty sure not based off a true story we kind of get introduced to like the whole cast of characters in the pilot and it's weird there's one doctor that he was in like a f- couple of episodes and he was like the the long haired blonde haired surfer dude doctor and then he disappeared uh he wasn't in any other episodes as, as far as i could tell or maybe he was in a couple more in the first season but you get the, you get the older nurse you get uh, the the main doctor you you meet uh, doogie's parents and uh Clearly, the star of the whole show. You, you meet Doogie's best friend, Vinny. Max Casella it was the actor's name, I think. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this guy in anything else since then. I checked the list. He was actually in The Sopranos for some episodes. Uh, he's a, had a pretty steady work history. The uh, the nurse in the show that interacts with Doogie Hauser, her IMDb page is a desert. It was a tough <laughs> go after Doogie for her. So that's what you get for taking off 16 year old's pants. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I mean, Neil Patrick Harris, I was trying to think of like, it feels like he had a bit of a, a dry yeah. spell as well. After the show, I feel like maybe Starship Troopers was the first time he kind of came back into the, the public eye after the show. I mean, I, I guess he was doing some guest starring on other TV shows, but what came first, Troopers? Because he was also in Harold and Kumar, and then uh, the TV show, what is it, How I uh, Met Your Mother, which had a terrible ending, but he was incredible in that show. Like uh, his, uh, I forget the name of his character off offhand, but Barney. he was absolutely hilarious. Barney, yeah, he was hilarious. Um, very, very funny. I, I think that, I mean, it is weird because I think it's it, <clears throat> the majority of the cast of Doogie Hauser just disappeared for a while and mm-hmm. decided to lay low until uh the you know everything blew over from the success of the show so doogie just took a little bit of a break and i mean it is weird when you're talking about the premise of the show because it's the 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 big hook is that it's a child doctor but season one starts with him turning 16 and yeah i mean an 18 year old doctor is still young but it doesn't quite capture the same sort of challenges of being a, a like a 15 year old doctor yeah. um so very it's weird that very quickly the premise of the show kind of loses its power a little bit after the first season 
I, maybe it, it feels like they kind of blew their wad with everything uh, uh, pretty early on. Because, um, yeah, as, as he does get older, um, yeah, the, the novelty of the whole thing kind of uh, fades away and it just becomes just like a, a normal, regular sitcom, I guess, or uh, half sitcom, mm-hmm. half drama. Um, but there's two things about uh, uh, Doogie Hauser, MD, that uh, uh, are really the only things that I actually really remembered from the show beyond Neil Patrick Harris being on it was uh, him doing the computer journaling at the end mm-hmm. of every episode and uh, that iconic theme song. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a banger, as Frank would say. <clears throat> I feel like definitely TV junk retro. You got to talk about the theme song in every one from here on yes. in. But it is a good that, theme. Like electric, the electric organ sound of that theme song. I feel like captures a lot of sounds of theme songs and TV shows at that time. And maybe I missed this, but I the pilot. I swear it was just the 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 keyboard the organ electric organ thing and then when i was watching later episodes they added drums in i think maybe to just kind of beef it up a little bit fill out that sound well he's um, getting older and doogie is filling out himself <laughs> as he becomes a, a young man true. then he, need, he needs that drum in the background that sexual it represents that sexual drive that's just getting louder and louder and, um or <laughs> four pumping yeah, yeah. <laughs> that theme song it uh it kind of it i think it's going to stay with me for for quite some time i hadn't really thought about it for you know like 25 years since i last watched the television show but um it's going to be etched in my brain for for quite some time um sean i'm assuming you used to do a computer journal every day Uh, not at the time. I mean, Doogie no. was ahead of his time for sure. He, the original blogger, if you, if you think about it. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, honestly, that was something that kind of got me interested in the show. Just like in the opening had to do with like the computer screen, anything computers. I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> oh, computers. <laughs> Very cool. So they went, uh, I think they went really hard in the pilot episode to show that, yes, Doogie is a genius doctor, but he's still kind of a piece of shit teenager to his parents because uh, he was like a real dick. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny that uh, they made the point of saying that, you know, you may be uh, a doctor, but uh, you're you're not emotionally mature yet. I mean, he's talking back to his dad at the table. He's, you know, he's kicking things. He's pouting. This guy's a bit of a prick. <laughs> What? Which is kind of how it plays into the uh, birthday pant removal uh, <laughs> prank. Yeah. They say afterwards, oh, sorry, Duke. I mean, we just sometimes forget that you're only 15. How could they ever forget that he's 15? <laughs> it doesn't like, make he, sense. He's a 15-year-old doctor <laughs> working yeah. in their... I mean, I'm sure it comes up constantly from patients. So I, <laughs> well, it does it almost it, but, every episode. <clears throat> Yeah. I don't want that yeah. kid touching me. <laughs> but I, I mean, I was, I was surprised that they actually acknowledge that though that he's not mature enough for it because that's really the the thing that makes the premise so ridiculous. It's like okay, maybe somebody could be smart enough at that age to go through the school, but like you're not ready for the emotional stuff that's going to happen in that job. Like even at the uh, the like the the cold open to the show where like he's he's 
getting his driver's license test done on his 16th birthday. I mean, first of all, impossible. I mean, <laughs> because uh, you, you can't start taking your lessons until you're 16, but it, they come across a, a car accident and somebody is mutilated in the middle of the road and he's ordering these police officers around like in Los Angeles at that time in like 1987, those police officers would have beat the shit out of that kid. <laughs> and and well-deserved. Then well deserved. That's right. Um, the other thing I, I did notice on this on Disney Plus though is that they they didn't change any of the um, like uh, like the music like the popular music that they used uh, in in the show. Like there's uh, of course the scene where he's getting ready to go to the dance and he's looking fly and of course uh, he's listening to Tone Loke. Um, but there's a whole bunch of like uh, popular songs throughout the episodes that we watched that they kept, and I was kind of surprised that uh, they were able to keep uh, that stuff. I don't, I don't know. Maybe just Disney owns the rights to some stuff, but uh, I don't quite understand how music royalties work. Yeah, uh, I, I was surprised by that as well. Yeah. Um, I thought some of that again because of Dawson's Creek famously having so much music changed and Wonder Years and 90210 and all the all of those shows that didn't really didn't really see like the future of home video media and streaming obviously um but it was a pleasant surprise i mean maybe it's always uh, nice. you can always tell when something's been changed because it's yes. like suddenly there's some r- unidentifiable random <laughs> track that's dated and kind of relates lyrically to what's going on <clears throat> i watched an episode where he uh meets this actor and he, he helps Doogie become cool. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. But uh, they play Kickstart My Heart in that one. And awesome. he's like <laughs> all like talking out to it. It's pretty sweet. Well, you, wow. you guys did an amazing rendition of Kickstart My Heart and they came from beyond. Absolutely. That was a Doogie reference. Even back then, we were like, Sean looks like Doogie. We got to do Kickstart My Heart from the episode where he becomes cool. Um, maybe Disney Plus just thinks no one is watching Doogie Hauser MD on the streaming service, so they never bother to change any of the music. Yeah, they don't even have the rights to the show. <laughs> well, let's face it. The episodes are all out of order for season four, so I think we are the first ones watching this. Yeah, like no, one, no one's picked up on that. Usually the internet would be like a blaze uh, fixing <laughs> yeah. the order of these episodes. I mean, I, I know there are some hardcore Doogie fans out there who are sitting at home watching the shows and, you know, getting a little, and you know, it's funny, Sean, cause you, you pointed out both times where the episodes are out of order and I still started watching the first 10 minutes of the wrong episodes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So it's like, <laughs> it was hard to find the right ones. Cause you watch the kind of like the cold open or whatever, and it's not necessarily related to what the rest of the episode is, which is weird for a 22 minute episode. Mm-hmm. They pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, we, we talked, I mean, it's, we've talked about all this ridiculous stuff that's in the pilot, but like the main plot line of the first episode is about a little boy who needs a heart transplant and then he fucking dies at the end of the episode. I was like, oh my God, like, like they're trying to hook people into watching this show and the the first episode, they fucking kill a kid. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that it's like, it's a half hour show. And it kind of is right in between, like it's part drama, part comedy. Like I wouldn't really call it a sitcom, but 
you know, it uh, it, it is it's mostly the scrubs, like the Scrubs uh, <laughs> playbook. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, I, I when I was watching ER, uh, I watched a YouTube video that was a doctor rating the most accurate uh, medical dramas and shows, and the one that rated highest was Scrubs. Wow! They, beyond the comedy, apparently, their their the way they presented the medical stuff was. Mm-hmm. The most accurate. I was shocked. Where, where, did Do- shocked. where did Doogie rate? Doogie was not included. Oh. They were probably like, he's a child doctor. We can't even <laughs> put him on the list. I mean, it's a zero right out of the gate. What else was on the list? Do you remember? Was like Quincy on there? Or no, Mash? it was like Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I think Mash was on there. ER, obviously. The more modern drama shows. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, the, the second episode, uh, um, the summer of 91, um, now this is, uh, the episode where, where Doogie plans to lose his virginity. Now this is actually his 18th birthday. Yeah. So we're just doing all the birthday yeah. episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it starts off with the obvious ghost parody of, uh, Neil, Neil, what, what was his name? Anthony. What'd you call it? Anthony something. Anthony Daniel Anthony Daniels Hall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he uh he's shirtless. He's working that clay with his uh, girlfriend. And um uh a lot of this episode Doogie is talking to I mean, I guess it's his therapist, uh, but it's someone that works at the I think it's somebody that works at the hospital that uh since he's still a kid he has to he has to do these uh, sessions or whatever whatever and the whole time he's talking about he's thinking about sex like um like it keeps inter intercutting to like a girl like in a bikini with like sweat all over her chest and like i mean I mean, subliminal that's what, messaging yeah that's what every every 18 year old male is always thinking about am i right doug <laughs> well it's true there were a lot of catalogs that were pilfered like if you had a decent catalog back in the day it was abused it was not consensual what you did to that Sears catalog. I'm telling you folks, you used to have to go to the woods to find porno. I don't know who put it there. Maybe centaurs. I can't tell you, but not like today. Porno was sparse. You took what you could get. Yeah. It's very different nowadays, kids. Yeah, yeah but lucky. Sluts. Talking <laughs> to you, Luxembourg. <laughs> that's, that's right. So, like, I guess, you know, like, Back then, you know, there was, I mean, Sean, you said that this was kind of a, uh, was it like a controversial episode? Do you remember like this, Aaron, and people going nuts that Doogie is having sex? Well, I do remember this episode. That's the weird thing. So I kind of was looking it up and then it came up as like reading about it. It apparently was a big deal at the time. I don't remember that, but that's what I read. And so, yeah, it was like the season three premiere. And I guess just because... You know, generally, like, teenage sex was not really portrayed on TV. Like, that was more for, like, adult dramas. So, I think that was what was a big deal about it, but... Yeah, but you know what, like... Like much like Douglas Hauser, the rest of us grew up with Patrick Swayze, you're going to become sexual. Like, you have no choice. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That teenage sex was also... That was tough to come by back in the day Mm -hmm. as well. Frank, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. <laughs> we have to pretend Frank's here for the 
all Dateline NBC drops. <laughs> uh, you know, that uh, was the thing, you know, it, uh, when you're 18, you got to lose your virginity because if, if you don't, you're a loser. I mean, he and Vinny had like a pact to both go out there and just get it done. Um, I don't think they resolved whether Vinny took care of things or not. It was a weird episode. I feel like didn't, yeah. not a lot happened. <laughs> didn't Vinny <clears throat> throw up? He said he threw up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Address. Yeah. Threw up, threw up. Which seems like a like easy way for a writer to just be like, okay, we're not interested in how that went. We need to spend time on Doogie. Let's just say he threw up and left. <laughs> and again, not to keep bringing it to Dawson's Creek, but the shot that I posted about the basketball thing, that was also about the two of them wanting to lose their virginity and Pacey beat Dawson to it, lost his virginity to his teacher. Shit. Unbelievable. And have have you gotten to the point where Dawson has lost his virginity yet? No. Maybe he never does. And I'm finding it hard to believe that it actually happens. (laughs) He has a Um, framed picture of Steven Spielberg beside his bed. (laughs) I did see your tweet about the basketball. Did did Kevin Williamson reply at all? No, he's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if Steven Bochco was on Twitter and we were asking question, <laughs> questions about uh, Doogie getting laid, he would be answering oh, yeah. in a second. Oh, yeah. I think he might be dead. Deep. We still have the bloody sheets. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he died back in 2018. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Bochco? Yeah. R.I.P. Whenever I hear Bochco, I just think like a, a, the worst name for a plastic surgery uh, company. <laughs> <laughs> or like if he wanted to become a plastic surgeon, he would not have had very much luck. Yeah. It's a plastic surgery company in a Red and Stimpy cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bochco's <laughs> widow and his son are actually part of the uh, creative team of Doogie Kamaloha, MD. Hmm. There hmm. you go. Carrying on the legacy. Um, so, nice. yeah, the episode uh, with Doogie uh, trying to get laid, like his girlfriend is moving away to uh, college and uh, they were going to take care Wanda. of Wanda. Wanda before uh, she moves away. Um but Doogie ends up staying in the hospital to, to care for one of his patients who's going to have a, a major surgery the next day. And uh, it turns out that Wanda is pretty selfish. You know, she she uh, asked Doogie the, to, you know, put her first for once. But the guy's, he's a doctor, man. He's got to care for his patients. You know, that's, that's the life what? that she signed up for. <laughs> Why didn't he just say to her, listen... There's an old lady in there. She thinks I'm her dead husband. She wants to talk to me about how I supposedly had an affair on her and she forgives me about it. I need to deal with this. I mean, the, the stuff that Doogie has to deal with some, with some of these patients, I think is uh, above his maturity level and his ability to deal with human interactions beyond just, <laughs> you know, we need to bring in the defibrillator, defibrillator. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I agree. Wanda was selfish, but I also, I'll say it this way. If I, if I watched that show when I was child, uh, and like actively 
it would have been there would have been a major crush going on uh, on Wanda on my part. Oh, she's fifty now. I thought you were going to say the Doogie's patient, but you know, hey, you know what? Like, uh, mm. if she really thought that uh, Doogie was her was her husband, I mean, if Doogie had played his cards right, he could have got at least like a handy beside that. <laughs> Yeah, like that would have been another twist. <laughs> Literally <I> mean. taking a twist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, the pilot, the kid dies, and and uh, this episode, Doogie gets uh, handy at the end from someone that's confused. You know, like uh, <laughs> they got to take risks on these shows for them to stay on the air. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Absolutely. yeah, that's teenage sex is not enough. That's right. Um. All right, uh, the the next episode is the, the season four they, premiere. They probably felt that would be in bad taste because she wasn't a teacher. <laughs> if she was a teacher, then absolutely yeah. we'll have him have sex with her. <laughs> yeah. um, season four premiere, which I'm assuming was Doogie's 19th birthday, because <laughs> we, we keep watching the first episodes of each of these seasons. Um, but uh, they, the hospital is dealing with... Uh, the aftermath of the uh, the the Rodney King trial and and the, the actual riots in Los Angeles and shit goes down in the hospital and uh, um, you know I I I thought for sure we'd uh, we'd get some stuff that you know might be a little bit uh, uh, racist now when at the time you know maybe no one considered that but uh, they didn't go too far uh, when they had the the conversations between the 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 potential uh, uh the, the the guy that had, had robbed the store you know they had Raymond be the one to confront him and all that so I, I think they they treaded that very carefully um but uh I mean it actually brings up a better conversation like do you do you guys remember where you were during the whole LA riot thing hmm I remember it I don't remember what I was doing at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly. I'm like I'm with Doug. I remember it happening, but I don't remember uh, where I was or what I was doing. I I mean, I I think I kind of remember the Rodney King element more than the riot. um, Although I know the riot happened, but. There's a there's a great on that note a great documentary called LA 92 about the the riot and it's just told completely through uh, news footage and and video footage that people captured it's quite good. They uh, in the episode, you know they uh, they they obviously had to have uh, like some racist white people you know in the hospital who were injured to be like you know you know I I got the one guy was like I got hurt. At home, I had an accident at home, and they're out there. Let them kill each other. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. That guy was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so one of the other plot points in this episode was is Vinny uh, has to take care of a bunch of children. And so this is a little bit of comedy. Uh, mixed into this episode that is dealing with a sensitive topic. He's got five kids who are tethered together with a rope, and he loses one in the elevator. Uh, again, that one could have also gone horribly wrong with children <laughs> strapped together with a rope. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, hey, you know, you got to find your comedy somewhere. 
Uh, but then, so Vinny uh, just t- takes it upon himself to explain the Rodney King trial and the LA riots to the children, uh, which I thought was an interesting way to go in that episode. And he decides to start with slavery. He has to go right <laughs> yeah. back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, like, if anyone can handle it, it's Vinny, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I agree with what you're saying, Greg. Like, I thought this was going to come across in poor taste. And, you know, there's a couple things maybe, but like, it's still somewhat light without being like kind of flippant about it or anything. Like, it, it, I don't know. It was not bad. I, I was kind of surprised. I thought it was an interesting episode because you're taking something that's happening currently. You're putting it into a show that people have watched for a few years now. And uh, you're having a conversation through the characters and, and what's happening. Um, just trying to process what happened, right? So it was um, some things about the episode were a little strange, like Vinny and the kids, but it's uh, overall, I thought it was very interesting that they were able to kind of pull in something that was current into a show, deal with it, try to share some thoughts, be positive, uh, and then continue on with the series, right? So it's, uh, I thought it was was interesting. I thought it was fairly well done. I, I like it. it was probably of the episodes we watched. This uh, this could have been my favorite for that reason, right? I just thought it was uh, was neat to be able to do that and uh, kind of process what happened through characters that you've already been watching and uh, and enjoy, right? So yeah, I I I'm surprised, like Greg, that it didn't dip into really dated territory at this point there are a few little moments but if any if it's guilty of anything it might be a little bit trite but i even i thought doogie's he always lands the final thought uh on his blog (laughs) in a really great way i think um and in this episode he did as well so uh great job uh i mean daniel on the with with the the journal thing at the end like it's it's just so riveting. You're he's not narrating what he's typing. You're just watching the words come up and you're just like, what is he what's coming next? I don't know. I need to know how the sentence finishes. Yeah. yeah. Um the the one episode that I watched where when he got uh Raymond the uh, the job originally, um when he in his one of his first uh, shifts, uh, somebody had uh, misplaced their watch, and of course he got accused of taking the watch, but the watch was actually just in a, a pocket of a jacket. Um, and so when, when Doogie was, uh, uh, you know, and Doogie again still is looked at as a, a kid doctor. This was season two. Uh, he's he's uh, typing on his computer journal at the end, and uh, he was like, uh, uh, I, "I today I learned at, at how." Uh, much Raymond and I have in common and, uh, and how we're both, uh, looked at, uh, in a certain way by certain people. (laughs) (laughs) Do we can share that generational trauma? Um, and, oh, and the, there was one part in, in the, the LA riots episode where, um, when Vinny is in the, the elevator with the kids and Jay, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I know that you're a huge fan of this. Uh, the kids, a lot of them kept looking directly into the camera. Yeah, yeah. this is, I mean, this is something that could end up, you know, qualify, I guess, for my direct to lens social media platform. But I usually reserve it for main care, like 
real actors. Right. But yeah, these kids were looking at the camera left and right. I was getting major uh, when Vinny's in the elevator with them. Major vibes of Star Trek The Next Generation when Picard is trapped in the turbo lift with the kids and they have to try to get out. Um, (laughs) I was hoping that the, the elevator would get stuck and Vinny would have to try to escape with the kids, but didn't go there. Are you, uh, are you watching season three of Picard, Jay? I am. Yeah. And are you enjoying it? I absolutely am. It's pretty good. They, they turned, yeah, they turned it, turned it around after the first two seasons. I didn't watch season two, but this one is a nice contained season. Can you just start with season three if I wanted to start watching it? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's one thing that you need to know kind of from season one, but you know, these shows, they're so uh, thorough, usually overly thorough in making sure that they update you on what information you need. Honestly, um, Doug, when you watch it, you could just Google why does blah, 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 blah. And you'll get your answer. You'd be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Worf Worf is the best in, in this season. I'd, not just Worf, but Michael Dorn, not to get off on away from Doogie, but Michael Dorn, he was always kind of like, I like him, but he was always like, no, Captain. Yeah. I don't, like he was really overly, but in this one, he's just chill and his performance is great. His look is great. That's good. Anyways. I will yeah. say like short hair Worf was far worse than long haired Worf, but then they get mm. Worf a kid. And then the my least favorite <laughs> next generation episode is when, Worf's kid is in a mud bath with Counselor Deanna Troy's mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. No. I remember watching that go, why are some episodes so bad and some so good? Oh, yeah. I love that episode. Dude, yeah, that's <laughs> that funny. mud bath. That mud bath. Yeah, that I remember that. That's a weird one. I mean, we are we are talking a lot about, you know, sex with a young man in, in these episodes. Mm-hmm. And Doug, you just tied it right back into... A terrible episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Betazoids. What are you going to do? (laughs) Uh, uh, The next episode we watched uh, uh, was called Doogie Got a Gun. And uh, (laughs) Is that a play Um, on Janie Got a Gun? Probably. I think so. A lot of the titles are kind of puns on things. Yeah, there was was quite a few things. Um, Oh, in the... There was something... uh, Oh, the uh, the the episode that I keep talking about, where he gets uh, the the uh, the guy the job. Um, it was the, it's called "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner," and mm-hmm. uh, and Doogie invites him over for supper, and uh, Doogie's mom was uh, none too pleased that uh, he brought this person uh, over for dinner, and it was very uh, it was very on the nose with the Sydney Poitier movie. Correction: Guess wow. who's coming I mean, to uh, Doogie's. What was that? Oh, guess who's coming to Doogie's? Is oh, is the, it? The, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that is that is clever. Again, reminding me of Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, when the Klingons are invited over to the Enterprise <laughs> to dine, and Chekhov says, "Guess who's coming to dinner?" I fucking love Star Trek Six. Oh my god, that's, that's probably one, with, one of my favorite movies of all time. Is that the one with yeah. Christopher Plummer? That's yes. It. Yep. Which ties yep. into Picard season three. Uh, Amanda Plummer. Amanda Plummer, the daughter of Christopher Plummer, is is uh, is a, is a character in the season. So 
There That's, you go. Mm-hmm. The yeah. plumbers with a deep history with uh, with Star Trek. Yeah. Um, all right. So Doogie and Vinny are at uh, Doogie's place. They're uh, watching uh, a 3D movie, wearing the 3D glasses. And uh, there's a knock at the door, and Vinny is say, hey, man, don't answer the door. You never know who's going to be on the other side of the door. I don't know if people were that afraid to open the door uh, uh, back then, but maybe that was a thing. And Doogie was like, fine, nothing will happen. He opens the door, and there's a gun in their face. And unfortunately, we don't get to see uh, what happens when they get robbed. We don't get to see them tied up in the closet, and we don't get to see... Blow each other. (laughs) Fucking blow each other. Yeah. Uh, so this episode for you. <laughs> Luxembourg and Malaysia fucking blow each other in the closet again. You two settle down. So, um, we we do find uh, uh, so so the, the the house gets robbed, and then uh, uh, Doogie feels unsafe, and uh, so they. Uh, Doogie gets a call, and I laugh my fucking ass off at this part. He gets a phone call. Someone says that they found his wallet, so they go meet the person. And when they come, uh, it was the guy. He steals their fucking car, yeah. which I thought was insane. That, and I that did not moment see is so yeah, I, it's so insane that I didn't even understand what happened. I had to rewind it, and because right. it just was so unbelievably ridiculous and coincidental um and i guess i didn't also because i assure that i'm sure that car is established as doogie's car throughout the series but just watching these episodes throughout i i didn't even know that was his car so i was like (laughs) what are they freaking out about but um yeah it's uh intense then he has to decide whether or not to uh get a gun and uh, I, I did enjoy that when he goes to the gun range, like he has a, a conversation with like a like a very stereotypical uh, like pro gun owner, just talking about how it feels in the hand and all that stuff, into into the way to hold it. And every time Doogie fires a shot at the target, like it cuts back to him operating on a gunshot victim or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. it's a missed opportunity. That would have been the perfect setup for a clip show. Like, well, I, I kind of, I honestly, I kind of thought it was because I was like, "Is like, are these things that have happened in previous episodes?" Like, I don't know. So they definitely are because he's younger in all of them. But um, would have loved that. That's just that idea, like a clip show based on Doogie. Every time he fires a bullet, <laughs> we get a clip of uh, someone that he saved that was shot. <laughs> is amazing yeah <laughs> he's an amazing shot well i mean you gotta have pretty good hand-eye coordination I, i'm assuming to to be a, a doctor yeah that's so, true yeah, i guess it sort of makes sense that he's able to to hold that kind of a weapon um yeah just uh on, sorry on the thing you were talking about but about how crazy it was that he got his car stolen it's weird because they replay it where he imagines himself as kind of like this action hero saving the day but when they restarted the scene i was like oh that was a dream sequence and then it's like no no that actually did happen but now we're kind of in the dream sequence Mm -hmm. it's really weird and yeah like 
like I was a little confused at, at first on what a play on, but I, I guess they had the waitress who was telling the story essentially uh, about exactly what was happening, where uh, she knew someone that had got robbed, and then uh, they called the person out of the house to give them their stuff back or whatever. Then they went to the house and robbed robbed them again or whatever. So um, it uh, it was a good use of, uh, I, I guess, of the waitress uh, telling the story to help kind of make people understand what the hell was happening. Because it was, it was a little bit confusing because <laughs> they were just kind of eating lunch and someone steals a car and, you know, Doogie puts his head in his hand. And I was like, what's the problem? Maybe then, of course, it's it's his car. But uh, uh, quite a ploy by this person. Like, this guy is a criminal mastermind. Like, yeah. how he Allsy, convinced Doogie sure. to open the door. Or Doogie is just really dumb for a doctor. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's smart. He's book smart, but he's not very street smart. He's still an mm-hmm. idiot kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, a good uh, moment at the end of the episode where they find the husk of the car and the dad says we can rebuild it again. And uh, this actor, what's his name? He's a real good TV dad. I like him as a TV dad, to be honest. James B. Sicking is yeah. his name. But yeah. he. Um, I mean, he's a character actor. He's been in a ton of shit. Um, he's, he's been, I know he's been in a, a, a lot of stuff. So he was probably like the only real legit actor on the show at the time. But uh, yeah, pretty high up there on TV dads. Um, maybe not my two dads level, but uh, but pretty- Charles Engels is the goat. Who is every day? Oh, Charles oh, absolutely. Engels. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, shit's, when Charles when shit's going down, he starts carving tombstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better, better, better dad than. Uh, Dr. Huxtable? (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Uh, The last episode we watched, uh, um, The Adventures of Sherlock Hauser, where um, Doogie, uh, throughout this episode, has kind of like a dream sequence where he's he's Sherlock Holmes and Vinny is Dr. Watson. And uh, I think this might have been the worst episode maybe it's actually the worst episode of the of the entire series but this um none of these people know how to do any kind of accents um it was it was really bad um but uh uh vinny as uh dr watson probably not emmy worthy but uh very memorable performance um it is definitely it's like a very obvious late season we're starting to run out of ideas, ideas yeah. kind of episode and not to keep bringing it back to Star Trek, but <laughs> you know, next generation famously had their uh, Sherlock Holmes episodes and it's even referenced in the latest Picard season. Mm-hmm. So Doogie is really like Star Trek uh, references left and right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if it's uh, if Star Trek's not doing uh, Sherlock Holmes, they're putting a little boy in a mud bath with an older woman. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, a special sh- shout out to the costuming department in this episode, though. Sherlock's, Sherlock Holmes's robe was incredible with the rope piping. <laughs> yeah. It's real nice. Um, so the idea of this, uh, why, why uh, Doogie is thinking of this, well, he's daydreaming of Sherlock Holmes. I guess he's trying to solve this mystery of of this relationship that he's in with uh a nurse that uh, works at the hospital and 
they kind of have like set up an, an open relationship where they're free to date other people. And uh, Doogie gets tickets to go see Springsteen. And uh, she's got a date planned, so she can't go. And he kind of gets all up in his head that, uh, you know, it doesn't bother him that uh, she's on a, a date, but it clearly does. And um, at one point, when uh, they're trying to figure things out, uh, he says, you know, what I would really like is me to be able to see whoever I want, but you not to see anybody but me. Like, total, like... <laughs> fuckboy behavior from Doogie Hauser. I was like, oh my god, this guy really is a fucking prick proposing it to this girl. <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound like a joke when he said it. That's the thing, right? It kind of right? rang dead. And it sounded like, yeah, I just want, you know, what a stable of hoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Doogie it was more. It was closer up. to Hefner, Hefner with the robe <laughs> than uh, Holmes. Yes, and uh, yeah, so Doogie gets his ass dumped at the end of the episode. Poor Doogie. Um, there was one part. Like, it's it's silly stuff that they put in these episodes. Like he he gives the tickets to see Springsteen to Vinny. First of all, Doogie's apartment is pretty spectacular. He's got that awesome elevator, uh, like service elevator door to get in and out of, which is pretty cool. Um, so Doogie's making a sandwich and he picks up uh, the jar of mayonnaise and it's completely empty. Like, so obviously this asshole used it and put it back in his own fridge empty. Like, put it on your grocery list, man. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't understand these people. That's that's early 90s TV for you. Man. I mean, the, the, I, I did like... Uh... <laughs> I did like his loft, but the the childhood bedroom has the classic uh, child sitcom decorative element of the uh, the traffic light, which it seemed traffic like a lot light. of yeah. a lot of uh, sitcom kids had in their bedrooms. Although I can't think of one single example, but um, maybe maybe um, tra- uh, silver spoons. Maybe. I was just going to say Silver, Silver Spoons. Spoon. He probably had a fucking traffic light. He probably had a working traffic light because he was a rich fucking kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when I was a kid and if I remember watching the show, I was like, man, I want a fucking traffic light <laughs> in my bedroom. Although I think it would get pretty goddamn annoying all the time if it was on as it seemed to be always on in his bedroom. You think you want to unplug that bad boy because uh, yeah. I think you'd start to go crazy after a while. A little but, uh, Google search has revealed that it was Silver Spoons with the traffic light, and Mister Rogers had one. He's not really a. a it's not really a child. Well, was it in a child's bedroom? Kind of. Mister Rogers, yeah. <laughs> Rogers is is a little childlike in ways that maybe one may find disturbing. Um, but yeah, like not really a lot to say about the Sherlock uh, Holmes episode. It was. Uh, um yeah like you said Jay, one of those uh times where they ran out of shit to do and they said fuck it let's do a sherlock holmes episode we've we've already uh you know Doogie's already had sex he's already had his first kiss he's got his driver's <laughs> license he's lost a patient he's uh he's done all the shit that uh kids are supposed to do and now let's just have him start doing daydreams about fucking sherlock holmes <laughs> 
Yeah, and, uh, those were my least favorite sitcom episodes when people start d- daydreaming and having yeah. like something happening that actually doesn't involve any of the characters in any real way. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's one where they, you know, dreamed they were like in the old west at some point and um I mean in fact Gilligan's Island had a ton of those episodes. Um but anyway, it's, it's interesting so, though like sitcoms you're right like that stuff sucks but in other shows I do like when they kind of have to get creative and start going outside the formula but in sitcoms it usually doesn't work. Do you have an example like like was there an episode of Oz where they were in the <laughs> Daydreaming about the three stooges. No, I mean, like, I feel like the classic example would be like X Files or something where they just start going off in later seasons and doing weird one shot episodes and stuff. But I think there's lots of other examples of that. But yeah, I, I was, I was all in on a Sherlock Holmes episode and I don't even know what the mystery was. It was, it was lame. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Again, it was something that had to do with what Doogie was going through. He was trying to solve the mystery of, of how do I bone this girl and make sure she doesn't bone anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird thing. It was to it go was to. lame that he was he was Doogie and Sherlock Holmes in. Yeah, that was weird those too. Scenes. And I'm thinking to myself, he's a doctor. He should be Doctor Watson. <laughs> should have just made him Watson. Yeah. See, they totally yeah. missed the boat with Vinny and Sherlock Holmes. Like that, that would have been an yeah, episode. Yeah, that could have worked. That's a clever twist on it because Vinny would be the unexpected Holmes. <laughs> so that's our, uh, our our little look back at uh, Doogie Hauser, MD. We just picked a few episodes, um, chatted about some of the ridiculousness. But uh, yeah, I mean, if there are other shows that you want us to have a quick look back. I mean, obviously we're not going to do an entire series run of anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can let, let us know, um, TV junk podcast at, uh, gmail.com. Uh, uh Doug, appreciate uh, you coming on and, uh, putting yourself through five episodes of Doogie Hauser MD. Are you going to, are you going to continue on and watch more episodes? I'm done. Tapped out. Done. Uh, but you know what? It was, it was a good exercise. Uh, cause I never saw it before. It was interesting to see right in, the. Uh, uh, the one producer Miller. I've seen a number of his other shows, like Boston Legal. Uh, what was the other one? Then uh, the the public school show that he did, uh, and it was cool to see how all these shows kind of have commonality. Boston Public, yeah, the commonalities stitched through, uh, and in particular the the pilot episode where Doogie Hauser's stitching up the lawyer. You can see that he's kind of sneaking in his lawyer knowledge uh, into this show as well. So that was uh, that was fun to see. And uh, next thing I watch is going to be Picard season three. Nice. Uh, you, uh, you're off doing uh, more stand-up comedy anytime soon? Yeah. So, uh, I just, uh, did last week, last weekend, which went uh, very well. And then I did it again yesterday. Uh, so in two weeks, I'll be up at Levity Comedy Club in Hamilton. If you're in the GTA, come check it out. Wednesdays is always a blast at Levity. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, is that the, uh, like the, the open mic? Is that what that is? Uh, so what happens on the Wednesdays, it's uh, it's technically an amateur night, but oh, okay. there's so many pros in the Hamilton area uh, that on every show you'll have, let's say, five pros that are coming to test out either new jokes or working on their sets. Uh, so it's always a really, really good show all around. And then they have karaoke afterwards. It's uh, it's normally packed, 100, 150 people. And uh, yeah, it's some of the cheapest drink prices in the city. So people get out of hand and... One of my favorite things about hanging out with comedians is you always have people to do drugs with. 
So it's uh, it's nice. nice. <laughs> recommend everybody come check it out. And uh, I'm going to expect you're going to have a nice solid five minutes on Doogie Howser, MD. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh, so I got to start. Right, I got to get a computer first, akin to the computer that he had, and write the write the set on that. It seems only appropriate, right? I'll get a dot matrix printer, and then I'll uh, then we'll be set. <laughs> where can uh, where can people find you online? Doug uh, Doug Nagy uh, over at uh, Instagram and Facebook. That's nice. where you get hold of me. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what's next on the uh, Film Junk Podcast? Uh, <clears throat> double bill of Evil Dead Rise and Bo is Afraid. Uh, did you guys do that uh, Russell Crowe movie about the exorcist? Not yet. Um, might be the worst movie poster I think I've ever seen. Oh, really? The it's, poster. Uh, With his face and the cross next to it? Yeah, it's uh, Doug. Doug, if you're if you're going to do a lap around Jackson Square, walk by the theater and have a look I at that tomorrow. poster. Yeah, yeah, do it. Movie posters in general are garbage now. It's too bad. Like they used to be awesome. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Jay uh, Picard season four, you're directing. <laughs> I would love to, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it it is Picard. They shoot in. I think they shoot it in L.A. because. Patrick Stewart is like elderly, like elderly and doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, but all the other Star Trek series, they shoot here in Toronto. So at the very least, I would like to just find someone who's working on something and get Reed in there and try to get him sitting at a console in the background <laughs> of an episode of Star Trek. That'd be the best. That's a yeah. sure way to get canceled. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but what what have you got going on, Jay? Anything? Uh, not too much. No. I yeah, just film junk podcast and some film stuff that I'm uh, is coming up, and uh, of course, going viral. Dawson's Creek. I'm going through the series. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, next episode of TV Junk. I'm assuming it's going to be The Mandalorian. And now that it's wrapped up, uh, um, you guys, have you watched it yet? Sean, Jay? I, I have, Doug? yeah. yeah. Not caught up, but uh, I will. Doug, you interested in coming on and talk Mandalorian when we do the episode? Yeah. Yeah, I like that show. All right. So that's uh, Doogie Hauser, MD. And uh, we will uh, catch you for uh, the next episode, Mandalorian Season 3. Thanks for listening. You can watch Mr. Rogers. You can watch Three Company. And you can turn on fame or the newlywed game or the Adams Family. Say, you can watch Barney Miller and you can watch your MTV. And you can watch till your eyes fall out of your head. That'll be okay with me. And you can watch...